Hi there. Welcome to Restoration Women's Virtues. Once again, remember when we were talking about earlier about the power of the word and about the woman being brought forth to declare and to tell? In Genesis 2.18, it says, It's not good that the man should be alone, but we will make for him, I will make for him an help meet. Uh, I will make an help meet for him. And the word for means to declare and to tell. It's translated that way the rest of the times in the Old Testament. <clears throat> so we were brought forth, I like to say, ladies, to talk. And we get accused of talking too much a lot. And the, a lot of times when Paul was talking about the women being silent in the church, he was talking about foolish chatter. And so the we have a lot of words. And what we're going to be talking about in the in the days to come is using our words properly. You know, Jesus said that we will be held accountable for every idle, useless, non-productive word that comes out of our mouth. And so he's looking for us to bear fruit. Uh, and he said, I will create the fruit of your lips. So our lips are what create a lot of fruit. And speaking words, you know, in the beginning uh, was the word and, and the word was with God and the word was God. That was Jesus. And in the beginning, God said, and he spoke creation into existence, into manifestation. And so there's a lot of power in our tongue. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue. And that's what we're going to be looking at different scriptures and getting um, a revelation, if you will, getting a good revelation. Because uh, everything that we believe we need a revelation for. We need to have a revelation of that, not just acknowledge it. There's two different ways that we could say we believe. One is we mentally assent to it. In other words, uh, you could tell me there's there's fire in the building, and I could say, yes, I agree with that, and I believe that. But until I get up and leave the building, I don't really believe that. I don't have a revelation that there's fire in the building. And that's the same way with the Word of God. A lot of us, um, I think as Christians, we've been living off of a, a mental assent. We mentally agree with His Word. We, we agree that it is His Word, that His Word is powerful. We agree with all that. But when we have a revelation, we actually act on it. And that's what we'll be talking about, too. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to read you a scripture, you know, talking about the woman... Uh, brought forth for, I will make and help me for, uh, to declare and to tell. Another place where uh, the word in a woman's mouth, that's what we're going to talk about, is the putting the word of God in our mouth. It's one thing to put it up before our eyes and to read it and to be in it a lot, and but we need to make a confession of it. We need to speak it, and we need to speak it with authority. Not just hoping, but knowing. We have to know. Uh, like I've said before, I remember the first time I started realizing that God's word actually meant what it said. But this is in Genesis chapter 8, and it's talking about how God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And he made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters stopped. And... uh then it goes on down talking about how the ark came to a rest in the seventh month. And, uh, and he sent forth a raven in verse 7 of Genesis 8. He sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. And also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated 
from off the face of the, of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her feet. And of course, investigating the purpose, position, and power of the woman, anytime I saw her or a female aspect of things, I, I took notice. And when I saw this one day, the dove was a her. It, it, there was no rest for her feet. But let's look and see that <clears throat> the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto Noah in the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. And then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him in the ark. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth. Now, this is the key. This is the, the, the important thing. <clears throat> um, lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, so no one knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. So uh, the, the dove was called a female, her mouth, and it says, um, uh, and the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. So the waters are a picture of the judgment of God. And the, the, the dove was a female. The, the waters were a picture of judgment. And the olive leaf was a picture of the anointing. And I'm going to say an anointed word that was in a woman's mouth. When a, when a woman gets a fresh anointed word in her mouth, she can stay the judgment that's coming against the family, that's coming against uh, uh, herself, her husband, her family, her children, her household, her government, her country. When the women rise up and they get a fresh anointed word because we were anointed and brought forth purposefully to declare and tell. The anointing of God is in us as women to declare and tell. And when we begin to step into our assigned place and fulfill our position and our purpose, uh, the anointing will break the yoke and lift the heavy burdens. And so I, I believe God is, you know, uh, we as women, we were, um, uh, we've been set free in the sense that in the early days, women were very much reproached and thought of as second-class citizens and it really uh, disrespected a lot. But God has allowed us to be set free, and now we're running wild. <laughs> we're, so, we're so free, we're of no value at all. We're so into ourselves and what we want. And, and instead of finding out, we need to take our freedoms, lay them at the foot of the cross, and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And, and as a female made in the image of God, what would you have me do? How do you want to live your life through me, Jesus, as a woman, as a female? What part of God's, um, what part of God's character, what part of God's uh, manifestation of who God is do I fulfill as being a female made in the image of God? Because remember, when he created the human being, he created them, male and female created he them, and he gave them an assignment. And then he called, then, then he called forth the woman and pulled her out, if you will, out from the male and set her up to declare and to tell, to help, to help him, to be a help meet for him, declaring and telling. And I think this dove in, in Genesis eight is a picture of the role of the woman 
in that uh, when we get a fresh anointed word in our mouth, then the waters are abated. We'll know that judgment is over. We can bring a stop to the judgments of God that are being brought on in the earth because of the sin of mankind. Women, you play a, a very um, powerful, important role. I've always felt like, you know, it was a woman uh, who led us out of the garden through her deception. And I think whenever we were a part of doing something wrong, God gives us a, an opportunity to bring it into right. Now, we might not always uh, take, uh, take that opportunity, but I think he will first give place for the women. There's a scripture in um, Galatians. I wasn't thinking I was going there, so I'm going to. It's in Galatians chapter 4, and it talks about Jesus uh, when he comes again. And I realize that, that God's going to. Now, I say that the heir, as long as this is Galatians chapter 4, as long as he is a child, which remember last week we looked at it and it's not speaking. A child is, is literally not someone who's not speaking. As long as he is a child, he differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. And literally the word made of a woman can be born himself. Some versions say born of a woman, but it can say Jesus born himself of, of a woman made under a law, under the law. And I realized when I read that one time that, that you know, God's patterns and principles don't change. So we're anticipating the return of Jesus Christ. It's going to be the same way it was in the beginning. And in the beginning, Jesus was born of a woman, only a woman. The seed, the seed that gave birth to Jesus was not from mankind, was not from the human being. It was from God himself. And so Jesus was born of a woman, and he will be born of a woman again. So we have opportunity, ladies, to participate with the power of the Holy Ghost in the return of Jesus Christ. So we have to know our purpose, our position, and our power. In fact, we got books on that subject. I don't have them with me right now, but uh, you could call our office and get one. And um, we play such an important part, just like I showed you, that when there is a fresh anointed word in the mouth of a woman, then judgment can be ceased. You know, the anointing breaks the yoke and lifts the heavy burden. So we play a major part. We are gifted to talk. We like to talk. That's why women like to get together, because I think we can wear men out. We have so many words. We wear them out with all of our words. And then we, we can talk to our husbands or our boyfriends or our friends that are male but then we need to go and finish the story with another female because the guy will wear out before we get through. And uh, sometimes I, my husband, I'll say, I'm not finished talking about this yet. So I still want to talk about this. So, so we do have, um, that's a part of our anointing, made in the image of God. And when I saw that in Genesis once years ago, I just said, well, Lord, I, I had never noticed that we were male and female made in the image of God. Now, it might sound silly, but I'd read that scripture dozens of times. And yet one day I saw it 
And I said, oh, there's something about me that's made in God's image also, not just the males. And he started showing me the aspect of himself that is male and female, and, and that we both play a part and have a manifestation of who God is. And if you don't have the male and the female standing together, you don't have the full image of God. So something that's all women or all men is not a full image of God. The full image of God comes when there's male and female. I like to say it's two sides of the same face, but there's two different sides to that. And one, there are, uh, we're of equal value, but different job descriptions. We have different job descriptions. And, and so that's a whole line of teaching right there. But I want to get back to uh, talking about the power that's in God's Word. Because as women that were brought forth for to declare and tell, and we've seen that when there's a fresh anointed word in our mouth, that judgment will cease, uh, we need to understand where, what words to put in our mouth. And... Um, so that's what we're going to look at, the power that is released when we speak God's Word. Now, speaking the, the, God's Word is what is important. We can know it. We can agree with it. Like I said, we can mentally assent to it. Uh, but we need to speak it. And so I'm going to start here, and then we'll have to finish up next time, but or the next times, because we're going to, we're going to visit with this for a while. And this is in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And so I'm just going to read this out for today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not." Now, that's John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And uh, uh, the interesting thing here is that um, I want to get my paper out. This is part of my book of Ephesians, out of my other Bible. But um, in John chapter 1 there where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, the word with is the same word. It means face to face. And it's the same word that's in Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, um, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his, of his might. Put on the whole armor of God as, uh, as you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, the interesting thing is, ladies, that I could, uh, I, I won't be doing it today, but I could show you in scriptures how the place that we dwell, the way our brains are made and the way God has created us in His image is on the side of revelation. Uh, that's why the hidden man of the heart and, and the man's to dwell with the woman according to knowledge because she's got the hidden treasures of a revelation that God's tucked away. There's treasures in her that uh, if you're a wise man, you will learn how to know your wife and bring them forth because she's got the treasures to your success. And um, to know that the devil hates that and he has a special hatred towards women. 
and not just towards women, but the church fulfills the office of the female image of God. That's what the church is fulfilling too. So a lot of times when you're talking about the woman, you could also put the church in that place. And uh, when it says that we uh, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, the word against and the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word there is pros, P-R-O-S, and it means face-to-face. So just like in the beginning, God's word is face-to-face with him. In the beginning, I mean, also we battle against against flesh and blood. So in a sense, our battle against flesh, uh, against principalities and powers, I mean, the battle against principalities and powers is a face-to-face battle. Uh, they talk about, you know, the, the swords in the Old Testament, the sword of the Spirit, the long sword, which would put a distance between you and the one you're fighting. But then you have your short knives that bring you face to face. And sometimes the devil gets face to face. He gets right in your face. And that's when the Word of God, that's where the Word of God dwells. And that's when we want to grab hold of the Word and speak it at him right then and command him to get back. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it's the same as face to face. And know that the Word uh, is quick and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. One thing that I saw when I realized that this in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the the, the worth with and the extent, against being the same, and it means face to face, when we're reading the Word of God, when we're speaking it to ourselves, actually we're having a face-to-face encounter with God. When you're looking into the Word, it's a mirror of who He is. And when you look into the Word of God, you're looking into God's face. And you're having a face-to-face, and you're having a, uh, um, an encounter with Him. And a conversation, that's what I was looking for. You're having a, a personal conversation with God. And and one time he, he let me know that when he gives you a revelation, that's a kiss on the cheek. He's, he's giving you, I'm here. I'm showing you. I'm revealing my heart to you. For, for the God of the whole universe to unveil his innermost thinking and being to, to me or to you. Think about what a privilege that is. And he's given us a kiss on the cheek. Uh, One time many years ago, when my youngest son was about three or four years old, and he was, he was, I was sitting at the table having a cup of coffee and kind of having a blue day. And while I was sitting there, all of a sudden he jumps up and he comes over and gives me a kiss on the cheek. And the Lord said, that was me. That was me doing that. I sent him over here. So I said, oh, Jesus, thank you. And he's, he's, he's sweet to us like that, isn't he? So I just wanted you to know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's a place to start. And that's how he created the whole universe. And when we're in the Word of God and the power that's in that Word, when we speak it, we're having a conversation with him. When we're reading it, we're having a face-to-face presence with him. So I encourage you to in in... Increase. I'm talking to myself too. Let's increase our time 
with the Lord. We're going to need to know His presence in a greater way than ever before in the days ahead. So God bless you. Tune in next week, and we'll be back to finish up on this. Bye.